Kia ora, and welcome to Kotamu Tamu Waitangi Takeaways, Stuff's summary of today's kōrero from Waitangi. I'm Taurapa, Te Ao Māori Advisor and Te Reo Māori Translator at Stuff. I'm joined by senior Pōtiaki reporter Joel Maxwell. Kia ora, Joel. Uh, kia ora, he mihi mahana kia koutou e whakarungo mai ana. Kia ora. We're on the ground in beautiful Waitangi, and we've been out and about all day. Over the next 15 to 20 minutes, we'll analyse the key talking points and explain what they mean for Te Ao Māori. Are you ready, Joel? Okay, te re, te aho, e hoa, I'm ready to go. Awesome, let's go. No mai hoki mai e te iwi ki Kotamu Tamu Waitangi Takeaways. Kia ora everybody and welcome back to Kotamu Tamu Waitangi Takeaways. How are you going, Joel? Oh, kei te pai aho. Kei te pai, I'm, I'm pretty good. E rangona ana, te ngunguru mai o ngaru. Oh yes, yes, we are, we are outside this, uh, this afternoon. We are on the beach at the Copthorne. Uh, and you might hear some people talking around us. It is a shared space and you may hear, hear some bird life even. Alrighty, how much sleep did you get last night, Joel? Uh, not enough, not enough. And apologies in advance. If, if I seem a little slow, if I'm going in slow motion today, it's because my brain is starting to melt down. We had a very early start, sometime very close to 3am to uh, head along to a, what turned out to be um, quite a remarkable ceremony for me. Something that... Um, really changed my perspective on Waitangi Day, gave me a new perspective. I it was a pretty special morning, wasn't it? Uh, not something that I've, I've actually ever seen before in, in the news, so I, I had no idea what I was um, walking into this morning. <laughs> um, turns out I walked into a big fire. We got there and uh, we got to Te Marae this morning and there was a huge bonfire. They were preparing a hangi this morning. Beautiful, yes. I, I tried to avoid it myself because I don't want to smell like smoke all day. Um, but it looked uh, pretty warm, and we were heading our way out to um, Te Taurangatira. Yeah, Te Taurangatira, uh, which is where He Whakaputanga was signed. He Whakaputanga is the Declaration of Independence of Aotearoa back in 1835, so five years before Te Tiritua Waitangi, and a lot of people actually refer to it as the older brother or the tuakana of Te Tiritua Waitangi. Uh, so yeah, what were we doing out at Taurangatira this morning? Well, we were going along to a ceremony that, uh, that was really beautiful and uh, it stood in stark contrast, I think, to what was happening um, at the upper grounds. Um, this was something special put on by Teti, um, in which they, um, I guess they celebrated their signatories of the treaty in a very special way, didn't they? They did, yes. It's a, it's a very much a, a free-for-all event for want of a better word. Um, the word organic was thrown around this morning by Ngāti Kawa Taituha. Yes. He's the, the chairman of Waitangi Te Timarai. Um, and he, he was running the whole show this morning. He said, you know, this is, it's not disorganised, it's just organic. And it is a hui, it's a ceremony for anyone, for anyone really. Yeah, and uh, he said it was for real people actually. I think for the real people turn up to this event, and it was it was a really beautiful one. They uh, they celebrated their signatories first by reading out the articles of the treaty uh, and te treaty in Reo Māori and in Pākehā in in English. And when you actually hear them read side by side, you can really see the differences in the two treaties, whether whether you understand Te Reo Māori or not. One thing that really stood out for me was how much detail was in the kōrero in the reo Pākehā version compared to the reo Māori version. It's no wonder there's so many 
uh, controversies around the translation. It's almost like parts of it were just completely left out. Yeah, hearing it for the first time was something of a revelation for me. It was, it was really illuminating. Just to set the scene, we're out there. It's, it's not even, uh, the sun hasn't even come up yet. It's dark. We're in this crowd of people who have come on who are descendants of these signatories. And uh, there's, no, there's no media there. I mean, we are it. Uh, there might have been a camera there from some some other organisation, but um, so there's a couple of politicians have turned up from the Greens, um, and good on them because they weren't getting any media coverage by being there rather than up at the um, upper grounds. We had Marama Davidson and uh, Tano Tuiono, yes. didn't yep. we? Yep, they turned up, and good for them. And uh, it was pretty much us on the media front, and a group of, uh, as previously described, real people. It's dark, it's beautiful, and then uh, we have these women stand up and start uh, reading out the articles of the treaty and Te Tiriti. And to me, uh, as somebody who started learning Te Reo Māori um, only in 2018, this is the first time I've heard that spoken like that, and I, I suddenly realised the difference. You know, the difference in promises uh, that were made between uh, the Māori version, which most of these signatories would have signed, and the English version. And yeah, like you say, it's probably why we've had a lot of confusion over this. But certainly the, the Article 1 was something that stood out for me, that I mentioned kawanatanga um, in, in Te Reo Māori, which is governance, I think, to my understanding, whereas the, the article in English was much more detailed and you know promised the seeding of much more than that, I think, including sovereignty. Yes, and you could definitely hear a few heckles from the crowd. Um, Maybe not even heckles, but but really some people who are really still really upset yeah. with with the ceding sovereignty. Um, as soon as you heard the, so we started with the Reo Māori version. We talked about Kāwanatanga. Then they read out Article One in Te Reo Pākehā, and that one phrase, ceded sovereignty, and lots of people actually behind me. I heard I heard at least three or four people say we didn't cede sovereignty. And someone said, Kato te Modi. We're, we're all on the same kaupapa here. Don't worry, you're, you're preaching to the choir, so to speak. Yes. Um, and, and, and Ngati Kawa actually had to step in at one point. So, so um, yeah, who was that? Who was he? He's the chairman of the uh, Waitangi Te Ti Marae. He uh, is, committee, he is. Isn't he, so? Yeah, Ngati Kawa Taituha. Yeah. Um, he was running the whole, the whole kaupapa this morning and he did an amazing job. Yes. Um, he, he is all over that marae and he knows everything that's going on. And I think he was the most appropriate person to run that hui this morning. Um, but he did say, you know, this is a, a kaupapa for everyone. And, and that was really exemplified at the very, very start of the ceremony where he said, anyone who wants to come and tuku karakia, whakataki karakia, anyone who wants to run a karakia or, or have an inoi of some sort of prayer, anyone is welcome to do that. If you're able to. He did have that little caveat there. If you're able to, yes. you should come up and do it. Not not anyone who wants to try. This is not a, not necessarily a time to it's come and practice. Mic. It's not open mic night, no. That's in another tent later on, yes. perhaps. But uh, it's, uh, it's a great opportunity for all beliefs, all whakapono, all whakaro, to come together uh, on a kaupapa where you're not going to be judged because everyone is here for the same reason. Yeah, I mean, we heard all sorts of different um, spiritual beliefs <laughs> at that point, didn't we? Uh, Pai Marere, I, I think I heard a karakia from, from them, from uh, mm -hmm. Waikato. Rahatana was also there. We had some kingitanga. Yeah. Um, Anglicans were also there. Um, they're, they're a staple of Waitangi, as we Obviously. know. Yeah. Um, and some just tūturu Māori karakia. Um, and and it, it was really beautiful to see, actually. All of it working really harmoniously. And the thing that really stood out for me was that even though everyone has their own whakaro um, and beliefs are different depending on who you talk to, 
everyone was afforded the time to speak without being interrupted, mm. whether that's doing a karakia or standing up to do any type of kōrero. Yeah. Everyone was afforded their own opportunity to do it. And I think that's what makes this kaupapa at Teti Marae, the ceremony that we were at this morning, a kaupapa for anyone. Now, I use anyone instead of everyone because, really, it's not everyone's cup of tea to come along and listen to these sorts of things. Yeah. I think the kaupapa for everyone is actually what was happening at the other dawn service up at the treaty grounds this morning. Yeah, I mean, it's a stark contrast. What we had down at Teti, or at Teti, was um, after they read out uh, the articles of the treaty, they also read out the list of 40-plus signatories um, from the area who signed Te Tiriti um, back in the day. And it was amazing to sit there and gathered amongst this crowd of about 100 people were members of their descendants. So there's this real visual line reaching back to the past, reaching back to history. And these people, these signatories, these rangatira, uh, their descendants are there. You know, some would just raise their hand when their name was, when their ancestor's name was read out. Just to acknowledge that tūpuna. Yeah. And I think it's important also to note that these are the ingwa of the tūpuna who signed Te Tiriti, not the treaty. Is that right? Yeah. Yes, that's what I gathered from this morning. Uh, because there were over 500 signatures um, on, on, on the treaty. And if you collect all of the treaties up together, uh, we had well over 500 signatures. They only spoke about 40 of them mm. this morning. And they said, you know, we have this treaty which went around to the Hokianga and all around the Motu, actually. And there was one heckle that I heard. Someone, someone got up and said, oh, you forgot so-and-so. Why didn't you say his name? And someone actually replied to them and said, excuse me, sir, you need to do your research because he didn't sign it here. He signed, and he didn't even sign this document, actually. <laughs> so I think that person um, might need to go and do a li little bit of homework before he starts throwing out all these wetl. But the, the heckling, that's just part of this environment, isn't it? It is part of Te Ao Māori, yep. and there is a time and a place for it. Absolutely. And we actually saw a little bit of heckling at the dawn service at the treaty grounds this yes. morning. Kaumatua stood up and he was quickly ushered out um, for, for throwing down a wetl. Yeah, I mean, that's part of that ceremony too. I mean, it's a stark, like you said, it's a stark contrast. I'm not saying it's any worse up at, at the upper grounds, but, you know, from what we understand from talking to our colleagues, it's, it's well choreographed. It's multi-denominational, multicultural, and made for everybody. And it, uh, it's just, while it's great and it's for the whole nation, to me, my experience this morning at Teti was something that I'll always remember. Whereas the other event was, well, it's just another year, another Waitangi Day. It's highly politicised at the, the treaty grounds, isn't it? Everyone who goes there and speaks is there to, they, they almost have an agenda, some of them. Uh, I think it would be fair to say that a lot of them do. And they're there to speak what they think people want to hear from them. Yeah, and, and speaking of agendas, as the day wore on, we did pay a visit back to Teti, um, to the tent there, uh, where there was a forum for the, for the audience to meet uh, members of the various political parties who were able to give a court at all. And um, I, I don't think... Uh, National and ACT weren't there. I'm not sure why not, but potentially because they weren't invited. But. Potentially, it's it's probably not for us to uh, assume <laughs> yes, anything like that. But but you're right, National and ACT didn't front up to 
to Teti this afternoon. We did have, however, Labour, um, Ngā Kākāriki, the Green Party. Uh, we had New Zealand First show up even. Uh, yes, I mean, uh, and, and, and in a day of contrast, there was no more stark contrast than... Um, then seeing uh, the corridor of the Green Party, and then we had Shane Jones, the uh, the sole face, voice, whatever you like, of New Zealand First, who got up and um, and seized the opportunity to um, to make his mark. I mean, and, and good on him. The the guy was super honest about what he is now, which is basically unemployed. He, he, I did hear him drop that a couple of times, and he he kind of blamed us yeah. to an extent. <laughs> yes, he said, you are the reason I am unemployed now. Um, <laughs> So, I mean, he was having a bit of a joke with it. He was trying to get people to, you know, to, to get onto his side and in the hopes that he can actually become an MP again yes. this I mean, coming election. He's an incredibly engaging speaker. And, and I think he has that, that trick of of being so good at speaking that people who don't actually agree with the with the content of the policy of New Zealand First actually start clapping along and nodding their heads and saying yes to it. Because he came out and said, I'm no, uh, you know, you vote for us, we're against co-governance, you know. I don't believe in co-governance, which reared its head again um, in these discussions, even though a lot of people there probably do, but everybody was smiling and laughing and clapping along with Shane, although he did have one last jibe at everybody and uh, at the end of his quarter on which he said, um, to all of you that booted me out, you effing wait. So Shane Jones dropped the F-bomb on us today. I think it's probably safe for him to do that considering he's not an MP. Yeah. Although I'm not too sure if it, it sort of helped him to become an MP again by dropping the F-bomb in a public forum. Um, but you know what? I think you're right. There are a lot of people who start watching him and they don't, they're not supporters of him. But by the end, you're right. They are clapping. And yeah. I don't reckon they could pinpoint where that, where the tide changed there. They just—he's got that sort of way of words. He yeah. can—he can win people over, and and the people watching him have no idea how that even happened. Yeah. I mean, but that's a key part of Del Maori, isn't it? Uh, the oratory, the the skills of people to get up and speak and and win people's hearts. And he is a massive pukorero in Ngāpuhi. He is—he is one of those top speakers. He can—he can stand on the taumata, deliver any kaupapa in Te Reo Māori very eloquently and swap into Te Reo Pākehā just as easily, which is a really hard thing to do. Yeah, yeah, he's, uh, he was very good, even though most of the people might not have agreed with what he said if they actually stopped to have a think about it. The Greens were very earnest, somewhat dry, and then we had uh, the Labour Party as well who came up. Um, we uh, had uh, Kitty Allen was there, she was one of the speakers. Kitty Tapu, yes, yep. yes. And uh, Willow Jean Prime, and they were very earnest, well, you know, they were capable, competent, and uh, but uh, none of them were as interesting as Shane Jones, which which makes me think that this year with the elections coming up, it could be an interesting one. And just sitting there in that tent um, on Waitangi Day, I could feel the election fever starting to seep in, you know, with these speakers getting up and talking about politics. And politics for me this year has been inextricably bound with Waitangi Day, especially in a, an election year. Um, there's been failures, there's been successes from the politicians. The Labour Party is really committed strongly to being here. Uh, national, not so much, but maybe they're playing to their audiences as well. Well, Chris, Christopher Luxon wasn't even at uh, Waitangi this morning, was he? No, no, he wasn't. We're not sure where he was. I heard he might have snuck off to Takapuna. <laughs> but there was one time when uh, Dr Shane Reti, who's birthed a lot of people up here. He has. Um, he was uh, He was called the uh, the leader of the National Party. He was it? introduced as the leader of the opposition. And I think the person realised straight away that that's not right. But, you know, you can't go back on that. He just let it happen. 
yeah, I mean, let's keep him. Let's keep him. Shane Dasty, you're the leader now. We'd love a Māori in charge of the National Party. That'd be great. But um, yes, I felt politics starting to seep in and we're looking ahead to an exciting year ahead of us with the election coming up. You've been listening to Ko Tamutamu Waitangi Takeaways, stuff summary of today's kōrero from Waitangi. I'm Taurapa, and I've been talking with Joel Maxwell. Tēnā rawa atu koe, Joel. Many thanks. We'll be back with another wrap tomorrow. Keep an eye out on the Stuff homepage from about 4pm. In the meantime, thanks to our producer Chris Reed, Potiaki reporter Katie Doyle, and the rest of the Stuff audio production team. Prepare for an unfiltered journey through the harsh realities of infertility. My name's Nadine Higgins. I'm a broadcaster, a journalist, and I've been trying to make a baby with my husband. That's me. I'm Dan. And we reckon infertility is lonely enough without making it a dirty little secret. In The Human Race with Dan and Nadine Higgins, we share raw and unvarnished stories of couples who have faced the brutal truth of infertility. Unless you've been in it, it's, it's really tough and really lonely. Yeah, and also, this is really weird, but baby showers, you don't need to open the presents in front of everyone. Confronting the harsh reality that not every story has a happy ending. This very blunt, abrasive doctor who I had, you know, had not seen before, who delivered the news, just like, you'll probably never have a natural period again and you'll probably never have a baby. The Human Race, where we share the untold stories of couples in the race of their lives to create a life. I feel like I nearly missed out and I got to do it. And so I feel really lucky. So it's been incredibly positive. Listen today at stuff.co.nz slash the human race or wherever you get your podcasts. The Human Race is proudly brought to you by Elevate.